With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 15. On this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15, we're taking a look at the Red Sox from a fantasy angle. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball 15 for Monday, March 1st. I'm Al Melkur, and with me here is Michael Beller. A new month, Michael, and a new team to dig into. Yeah, this is our last uh, two weeks of these team previews, so that means 20 down, 10 more to go, and uh, looking forward to this one because uh, Red Sox were a down team last year, but still a whole lot of fantasy goodness on this squad. There really is, uh, and a lot of variants, so some really interesting players to ask about. And fortunately, we've got somebody here uh, to answer our questions, and uh, that would be Jen McCaffrey. She's the Red Sox beat reporter for The Athletic. And so, Jen, really appreciate you uh, coming on here and helping us out with all of our Red Sox questions. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, our pleasure. Absolutely. So I had seen a piece recently uh, regarding J.D. Martinez, and he was talking about how he felt like he was really primed to rebound from 2020. And my reaction to that was, well, you know, of course, any player who had a down season last year is going to believe in their ability to to come back this year. From what you have seen so far this spring, uh, are you buying into that rebound? I am. Yeah, it it was interesting hearing him talk the other day, um, just about a variety of things. When he gets really detailed on his swing and on like his mechanics, it's pretty interesting. He was talking actually last year about how not playing as much of the outfield last year kind of stiffened him up a little bit. And his his back shoulder like wasn't allowing him to kind of drive through the ball the way he used to when he was younger and looser. So I guess over the offseason, they kind of implemented a Uh, more stringent um, kind of uh, workout program for him in terms of just stretching and things like that to loosen things up, but also said that he pretty much brought his swing down to square one in the offseason at his hitting academy um, down in Miami that he works out at and and really just tried to dissect what went wrong last year and where. Um, And he thinks that he's kind of figured things out with his hips. And so it sounds like he put in a ton of work this winter and kind of has a chip on his shoulder heading into this year. Because a lot of people are thinking like he's, you know, on the he's 33, going to be 34 over the summer and on the downturn and don't think that he's going to bounce back. And I I kind of see him kind of having a big year just uh, because of all these things he's done. Yeah, definitely someone who I am in on uh, in my early drafts and someone who I think uh, is going to get a little bit more popular as we get into draft season in earnest. Someone who already is very popular in the fantasy world, Jen, is Christian Vasquez, built on uh, an already strong 2019 with a slightly better 2020. Maybe not in the counting stats, but that's true for everyone. All the rates a little bit better, uh, all the uh, advanced metrics up a little bit, and going to be a very popular catcher in the fantasy baseball world. Last year, partially driven by the fact that he was 
fourth in the league for plate appearances. Should we expect him to dominate the playing time behind the plate for the Red Sox in the same manner that he did last season? Yeah, definitely. He'll get he'll get a majority of the reps. Kevin Plucky's, you know, the Red Sox backup catcher, but uh, Vasquez is expected to get, you know, um, pretty much the same amount of playing time, majority of uh, time behind there. Knows the staff, you know, is, is the longest tenured Red Sox player on this roster, believe it or not, uh, just with so much turnover they've had in recent years. So, um, yeah, we actually just talked to Vasquez earlier today. He's lost 15 pounds. He hired a nutritionist over the winter, a, a private cook. He, he created a home gym at home. So he's, uh, yeah, he's lost some weight and kind of uh, really kind of tried to um, hone his skills this winter and, and, and be able to come back strong again this year. So I think that that's, that's a focus for him. That's incredible to me that he's the longest tenured member of the team, because in my mind, it's, Oh, he's the up and coming catcher. Uh, even though I think he's 30 now, but, uh, yeah, time flies, I guess. Uh, but, uh, switching over to the rotation, I know we've all got questions about Chris sale. How much of the season do you think he's going to be spending in the rotation? Yeah, so they're expecting him, and they've sort of been saying all along a midsummer return for him. I'm pegging kind of like the all-star break. Um, you know, he's been in camp and he kind of doing drills with all the pitchers so far. And so he's, we've talked to him already and he's on a good progression. He had a little bit of a setback in January with first, it was like a stiff shoulder kind of, uh, they had to rework a few, uh, things with his rehab, but then he ended up getting COVID and was shut down for two weeks. Um, he said it was a mild case. Um, but nevertheless, that kind of slowed things down. Um, either way, I think they're just going to take their time with him. They don't want to risk anything there, and I, I think they're really just kind of kind of bring him along slowly. They've been saying midsummer all along. I don't see that, you know, changing anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I could expect him being back in the rotation by you know after the All Star break, and you know uh, probably not going to be going you know six seven innings right away. Uh, but yeah, I could see them kind of easing him back in and him getting some starts definitely in the second half. Big part of the reason that the 2020 season went so wrong for this Red Sox team was because of the rotation and who wasn't there and all the injuries and missed time that they dealt with. Chris Sale, of course, a big guy there, and so was Eduardo Rodriguez. Missed the entire 2020 season because of myocarditis. Uh, what are the expectations for Rodriguez coming into uh, the 2021 season? Yeah, we didn't really know exactly kind of what to expect just because this is such an unknown, not too many um, you know, athletes or people in general have, you know, developed this myocarditis. So it was sort of, you know, treading lightly here, but he was cleared for, you know, a full off season workout beginning in October. He was completely shut down last summer. He wasn't even, he was basically just allowed to walk around his house, but not like exert any energy whatsoever for three months. So it was sort of like, where, where is he going to be next year? He's been hitting the workouts hard all winter. He was documenting a lot of it on Instagram, sort of, I think, to prove to people I am healthy. Um, and yeah, we've talked to him a few times already, and he, he kind of seems like a full go at this point. He's thrown bullpens. He threw a live BP the other day. Um, he He's not slated for a start just yet. Um, I think Nate Evaldi and Garrett Richards have the first two starts for the, the Red Sox in spring games, but I expect him to kind of be in the mix uh, pretty soon. So they're, they're kind of, you know, chugging right, right along with him, obviously kind of just keeping an eye on him and, and making sure, you know, everything with the heart is fine. But they're, they expect him to kind of have a, a full bounce back year. He's, he said he feels 100% and, and kind of is a full go. Well, that's fantastic news. We love to hear that. Um, turning to the, uh, to the bullpen, 
Alex Cora had made a, a statement uh, just a little while back that he expects to name a, a set closer for the season, maybe even coming out of spring training, which from a fantasy perspective, we always do like to hear that. But there are several candidates. So is there anyone particularly out of the group of Matt Barnes, Adam Adovino, and Hirokazu Sawamura that uh, appears to maybe have a leg up uh, uh, on the other competitors at this point? Yeah, it's an interesting situation they have going uh, because there's not really one that stands out. So um, it's a it's a little interesting. Barnes obviously took over when Matt uh, Brandon Workman was traded last year to the Phillies. Um, Ottavino has a tad bit of closing experience, but obviously is more of a setup guy in New York. He was uh, so. Yeah, you know, I think Cora has said that he, he'd prefer to kind of solidify roles a bit more than back in 18 and in 19. They sort of uh, kind of traded off between Barnes and Workman, and he, he didn't really seem to, to like that. Or he, he said this year, you know, he'd rather have someone more set. So I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we're kind of, you know, floating right now with not too much, you know, uh, clarity from them on, on who they're going to go with. I guess, you know, once the games start up, we'll get a little bit better of an idea. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's take a look over at some of the prospects uh, for this team, specifically Jeter Downs and Jaron Duran, both guys who uh, we're expecting some big things from when they do hit the majors. How close are either of these guys to hitting the majors? Duran's a lot closer. Uh, Duran had a great um, time in, in the alternate site last year. He was kind of spraying homers all over the field. Uh, you know, obviously it was an alternate site camp, so it wasn't game settings, but he really uh, revamped his swing last year um, and, and, you know, paid paid dividends and was seeing, you know, a lot more power than he typically had had in the lower minors. So um, that kind of carried over into winter ball. He played in Puerto Rico. He was the MVP of that league um, in, in the playoffs and had a pretty, you know, started off a little slow, but ended up having a pretty uh, strong showing down there. So they're, they're pretty high on him. He's going to start off at AAA. Um, but it seems like by, you know, uh, most accounts, he could be up by the middle of the season. Um, you know, they're right now they're going to have, uh, Verdugo probably start most of the beginning of the season in center field, but Duran is a kind of expect to kind of take over most of those reps by the middle of the season, assuming everything goes okay in AAA. He obviously has played consistently like most minor leaguers, uh, for a whole year. So, I think they want to make sure, you know, things are working well and he can kind of get off to a good start. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he should be up, I would expect, by the middle of the year. Downs probably not until – I would. I think I'm, you know, not expecting downs until next year. I think he hasn't even played a game for the Red Sox coming off the Mookie Betts trade last February. So, um, 
he was at the alternate site too and kind of held his own um, in instructional league in the fall. But, uh, but yeah, they haven't even seen him play yet. Um, so I think he's going to be uh, starting off in double A. And I think they really just want to get him in the system and kind of get consistent at bats and, and just consistent reps and kind of move him along. If he, if he does well, he could fly through the system and, you know, maybe be here by the end of the year. But I think they're, they're probably going to take a little bit more time with him um, versus Duran, where Duran's pretty much on the cusp uh, right now of, of making his debut. All right. Well, in terms of uh, Jeter Downs maybe not being up until late at best, I suppose that that uh, bodes really well for Enrique Hernandez. So that's a little bit of information to tuck away there. But um, before we do wrap this up, I want to go back to the rotation because something we talk about with pretty much every team is how innings are managed coming off of that short uh, short in 2020 season. And with Nathan Avaldi playing a pretty big role in this rotation, is there going to be any special attention paid to his innings this year? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, with all these guys, Garrett Richards, you know, is not that far removed from the Tommy John surgery and, you know, had a good season last year in that first sort of full season back uh, with the Padres. But uh, they have a lot of, you know, Rodriguez, they're still going to be monitoring, even though they say, you know, he's 100 percent. And even a guy, you know, uh, like Nick Pavetta is going to be in the mix there, but they're, they have prospect Tanner Houck, who's on the up and up and probably going to be in the mix too, but he's hasn't pitched ever more than 120 innings in his in his career. So I think all these guys are going to be really keeping an eye on. We had asked Time Bloom about, you know, a six-man rotation. A lot of teams seem to be doing that. It doesn't necessarily sound like they're going in that direction, but I do think, you know, having a guy like Matt Andrees, who's going to be sort of a swingman guy and even – Rule 5 uh, draftee uh, Garrett Whitlock, they seem really high on him, and obviously he has to stay on the roster. Um, could be another like long man guy that they're – I think they're going to be kind of mixing in a lot of these guys and um, you know throughout uh, throughout the starts just to kind of give date guys extra days rest and um, lengthen guys out a little bit, especially like you mentioned, Evaldi, who – again, has the injury history. So I think they're going to be wanting to monitor a lot of these arms um, just for that reason, for the reason of coming off the COVID-shortened season and, and just to be careful with, with all these different guys they have. All right. Well, having some depth is not a bad thing for uh, this 2021 season. So Red Sox have built a little bit of that. Uh, but uh, that's going to be all for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're listening to this podcast on a platform that lets you re- leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. And also be sure to fill out our listener survey. Just click on the link provided in the show notes. So, Jen, thanks so much. You answered a lot of our questions, a lot of really great information there. And uh Really a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So for Jen McCaffrey and for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melker, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday. <laughs>